back with you. It's the Gimme Zone right here on the Ref. Hanging out at Norman Regional Moore, where it is the Moore Boots and Batches Blood Drive underway here. We'd love for you to come out. Doesn't matter which uh, blood type you are. They uh, they need they need blood donations from any and all of you. Again, uh, doesn't matter the blood type at all. There's a, a big time shortage in in blood donations, and so you know every individual that chooses to help out today, you, know, you could yeah be saving lives right here uh, at Norman Regional Moore. So come on out and see us. Put on by the uh, Oklahoma Blood Institute. They are they're ready. They're ready for you to come on by and help save the blood supply today. Josh Helmer alongside Brian Vineyard. I guess with the 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 Live Tour and the DP World Tour and the PG PGA Tour merger, let's let's start here. Jay Monahan, you might remember, had after brokering the deal or helping broker the deal, has been on leave since june 13th so the the second week of june he's been uh, on leave after announcing that he was dealing with an, an unspecified medical issue well it sounds like uh, in terms of his health things have gone well over the past couple of weeks pga tour commish jay monahan said on friday he's set to return to and resume his role as pga tour commissioner uh, in the middle of this month so on july 17th so what do you make of that first and foremost, Brian? Well, first and foremost, it's great that his health has improved. You don't want to see anyone have, you know, some health care scares or anything like that. So very, very happy to hear that. But I'm not so sure that from a uh, leadership perspective that they're that eager to see him back. What's your thoughts on that, Josh? Yeah, it, it almost almost felt like maybe the the first domino to stepping away when uh, he had his health scare and and i don't want to make light of a medical issue but those types of thoughts given the nastiness and just the history between the live tour and the pga tour some might have have speculated that or is that just one extra reason? I mean, even if you don't want to be in the conspiracy game, which probably probably we, we shouldn't be in the conspiracy game, even if you just look at it from a health standpoint, Brian, it would make you wonder, okay, do you, do you really want to continue to lead something that, yeah, you've worked a merger out, but there's probably still some, some personalities and some egos at play here that don't necessarily get along great, right? No, I think you're right on, Josh. I think a lot of the difficulty is yet to come because he hasn't dealt with the players as a group on the final deal yet, and working out all those details to everybody's satisfaction is a whole different ballgame, right? So I think many more stressful days ahead for Jay. I think it's the easy part about getting you know a framework. Frameworks to deals are easy, but... You know, you've heard the old saying, the devil's in the details. Well, I would say that's going to hold true in this deal. So what what gives you confidence where we sit today that, hey, Live Tour, not going away? Well, just all the reports that keep getting leaked from Greg Norman, you know, talking to, you know, the, the PIF chairman. So, I, you know, 
nothing about that says, hey, we're going away. They're playing events. They've got a ridiculously good turnout in London this week. And you look at that leaderboard versus what the PGA Tour is rolling out there at the John Deere. I mean, it's really not even the same ballpark. No, it's not. And, you know, we'll see if down the road uh, some of the names that we're looking at in this John Deere Classic, if, you know, they wind up being stars. Uh, Ludwig Aberg is 23 years old. William Mao is 22. They were both, I mean, this part is kind of an incredible story, though, Brian. They were both playing college golf a month and a half ago. And and I get it. That speaks to the field strength to some degree, too, right? They're tied second right now at the John Deere Classic. And, uh, I mean, this alone should probably tell you typically what John Deere Classic fields have looked like. It's been won five times in the last 25 years by a player under the age of 24. So, I mean, this has been the event. That's more than any other tour event in the last quarter century uh, that have been won by players under the age of 24, five times in 25 years. So this would be the spot, right, where a youngster, a newcomer, steps in and goes and wins the thing. And, yeah, don't kid yourself, obviously it's because of, uh, to some degree, the players that choose to take part in this thing. So, yeah, I mean, obviously uh, the live event, uh, that, that's where the stars were out. Well, and the, it's a little bit different timing-wise this year, too, for the John Deere because a lot of times it's the tournament opposite the Open Championship. and so. But the, the other thing that John Deere has had a long history of doing is giving sponsored exemptions to college players and upcoming young players. And, and both Ludwig and Mal are probably regarded as the, the two best college players right now. And so I expect, you know, Ludwig to be a star. I mean, that's my thoughts. I don't know what, what, if you've seen enough of him, but that's my thoughts on him. I think he's going to be an absolute star. You know, <laughs> you, you've watched a good bit of Aberg. Yes. And, well, the other thing that I hold in high regard is Coach Hibble's comment is that, quote-unquote, he's a pro right now. Yeah, I mean, obviously, that's that's really good praise. Uh, <laughs> the reason I, I asked that point-blank question is Ludwig Aberg is interesting in the sense that, you know, most golfers do what, Brian? They, they like to fade or they like to draw, right? Correct. You usually have a shot type, and... You know, once your game gets super advanced on the PGA Tour, you got to be able to move it both ways to play, you know, these courses and the different holes on these courses because most of it just doesn't favor just dead straight all the time. And that's kind of what Ludwig Aberg does, right? I mean, I'm, I can send you this tweet from the PGA Tour. They said some players fade it, some players draw it. Ludwig Aberg hits them long and straight, and it's just uh... – a series of shots where, I mean, he just pipes it right dead ahead down the fairway, which is kind of, I mean, it, it, it looks weird to watch because we just don't see a lot of guys do that. And by long, let's go ahead and call it what it is. It's super long. I mean, he is, you know, that's one of the reasons that Coach Hibble, you know, and he's a great identifier of talent, obviously, said that he's a pro is because the fact that you, when you can hit it that long, it gives you just an, a, that one more advantage over the field. That not everybody has. I mean, like some of the guys that we know from Oklahoma that have been successful have not been long hitters. You know, a Scott Burr playing, 
and those guys, you know, they spent a long time on the tour, but they weren't long hitters, and it kind of limited their ability on certain courses. So cycling back to the conversation we opened uh, this segment with, you and I, we're saying full steam ahead, right, with the, the live tour the, the leaderboard as we compare it to the John Deere Classic. And, and we'll continue talking about Aberg because, I, I yeah, I'm with you. I think he's a tremendous talent going forward. But the the Live Tour was the the big show in town, at least in uh, men's golf. we got a U.S. Women's Open to talk about this morning as well. But uh, everybody that's a part of the Live Tour, right, says it's full steam ahead. Here's Ian Poulter. I'll read uh, his comments from this week to you, Brian. Quote, look. I can only talk about the stuff that I know, which is that Liv is moving full steam ahead. It's business as usual. I don't know all the incidentals of the framework agreement, how that framework agreement is going to be pulled together on either party, either of the three. I don't know the investment piece of all of the three and how the evaluations are going. I can only comment on facts. And the facts that I know is that Liv is moving forward. It's business as usual. So for us, that's exciting can't speculate on the speculation that's out there but we're full steam ahead at live and uh, as team majestics and uh, oh by the way the reigning open champion cam smith similar thoughts quote i really can't see live golf going away i think team golf is here to stay and if you asked every one of us out here all 48 guys i think everyone has such a good time and everyone enjoys what they're doing out here they love the competition the team element really brings three or four guys really close that perhaps weren't before it's good to see it's unique i don't think it's going anywhere in quotes. So there's, uh, you know, I don't, Ian Poulter, you probably wouldn't put on the list of, hey, most influential guys on the Live Tour, though. I mean, long, successful golfer. He's not one of the big stars on the Live Tour today. Cam Smith is each of those two voices saying, yeah, we're not going anywhere. No, you're right, Josh. I just don't think they'd put themselves out there if they really thought it was going away. And I, and I really think that, the live leadership would be like, hey, let's just kind of be mum if it's going away. We're drastically changing. So, I, you know, I'm, I'm of that theory. And, and just the comments of that SI article about Brooks Koepka, which we can address in the next segment, leads you to believe that there's a lot of buy-in in the team events, and it means something to these guys. That's a nice little tease because, yeah, definitely had that on the list of notes. For this morning, Brooks Kepka had some very interesting comments that uh, he, he made about a teammate. It's somebody that's near and dear to folks around here, somebody with the uh, Oklahoma State ties, one Matthew Wolf. So what did Kepka say about Matthew Wolf? Let's, uh, let's dive into that next. And then let this kick around, too, because Jay Monahan, as we said, is he, he's resuming his role here, and let's just let's round down and call it a week, right, July 17th. Greg Norman hasn't gone anywhere as of yet. So, I mean, did we get this wrong? Are, are Greg Norman and Jay Monahan are they both still here to stay? I mean, I think you and I both kind of looked at it initially and said, yeah, I mean, that's been contentious. That's, uh, you know, that's not been clean between those two. It's been uh, fiery between those two. And yet, you know, at least where we sit right now approaching mid-July maybe both are going to be around for the foreseeable future of the PGA Tour and the Live Tour, so we can dive into some of that as well. But, hey, we're hanging out at Norman Regional Moore 
and we would love for you to come by and take part in the Boots and Badges, the more Boots and Badges blood drive going on this morning into the afternoon again from right here in Norman Regional. More uh, right off of Telephone and uh, right off of I-35, exit 117 is where you can find us. You really can't miss the facility, but uh, if uh, you're looking for landmarks kind of over by, uh, obviously, where the the Moore Warren is at as well. But, uh, hey, every donation can help save a life, and it doesn't matter your blood tri- blood type. Would love to uh, get as many donations as we can get out here today. Brooks Kepka, what did he say? It wasn't particularly kind about Matthew Wolf. That's next right here. It's the Gimme Zone on the ref. Gimme Zone, we're back with you. Josh Elmer alongside Brian Vineyard. Hanging out at Norman Regional Moor, where it is the Moor Boots and Badges Blood Drive. You could take action in more ways than just coming by and donating today. Share the message on social media. Ask friends and family to donate. And uh, what about hosting a drive in your community? Help uh, help everybody out and help save lives. Or, again, just come on by and join us today for, again, the More Boots and Badges Blood Drive put on by the Our Blood Institute here with uh, Norman Regional Moore. So we said it uh, before we hopped to a T.O., uh, I would describe it as uh, a less than ringing endorsement from Live Golf captain Brooks Kepka uh, on his teammate Matthew Wolf. Uh, Brooks Kepka, who is the Smash GC captain for the the Live Golf League. Well, and I guess I should offer a little bit of a backdrop here. So his team member Matthew Wolf, who of course Oklahoma State alum has not had a has not had a great year brian i mean i think we can certainly say that and arrived at this week's live event outside london coming off a 44th place finish in spain which uh, if you don't know that's right toward the bottom had uh, previously in washington dc 46th out of uh, 48 players after 36 holes and uh, had withdrawn so Poor showing after poor showing, and uh, another early exit and withdraw this week led to this from Brooks Kepka. quote, I mean, when you quit on your round, you give up and stuff like that. That's not competing. I'm not a big fan of that. You don't work hard. It's very tough. It's very tough to have even like a team dynamic when you've got one guy that won't work. One guy is not going to give any effort. He's going to quit on the course, break clubs, gets down, Bad body language. It's very tough. I've basically given up on him. A lot of talent, but, I mean, the talent's wasted, In quote. Those are powerful words, Josh. Uh, I don't think they're going to be doing Christmas together, right? But I got to, as much as I like Matthew Wolf, I got to say that Brooks is spot on, and that's been a knock on Matthew Wolf as uh, or back to college that he would just quit on a round if it didn't get off to a great start. And, you know, clearly his work ethic uh, outside of the round is not great either, or I doubt Brooks would be calling him out on that. It's about as strong as I've ever seen any tour player come out against another tour player. Your thoughts on that? Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, it's, it's just crazy because here's somebody that has won once, on the PGA Tour, the 3M Open in the 18-19 season, 
you know, was a good player. Looked like a potential rising young star on the, the PGA Tour early. Had seven top five finishes in addition to that win. Four runner-ups. Uh, seven top tens. So somebody that had, had played really good golf and looked like the trajectory, Brian, was stardom. N- not this for Matthew Wolf And, you know... For me, I look no further than another former Oklahoma State golfer, and it's really the polar opposite. Is it not for one Ricky Fowler? I would, I mean, it's easy to say that the fall from grace from Ricky Fowler was, I mean, it was a much sharper fall than what it's been for Matthew Wolf because Ricky Fowler had reached higher heights in his golf career, and more had been expected of Ricky Fowler before this, uh, you know, fall from grace and four years without a win. And never once, I guess maybe you could say there were criticisms, right, of Ricky Fowler in terms of how hard did he work at it. But publicly it looked like he was working hard at it, right? Or at least he wasn't somebody that was quitting on rounds, Brian. No, I, and I never saw bad body language from Ricky either. And I, and you, you hear that from coaches in, in all sports is that body language is a big deal. And, you know, in basketball we talk about, you know, the coaches watching what you're doing on the bench when you're not in the game. Um, but Ricky's fall was sharper and more severe and probably harder to deal with because you're talking a top ten player in the world at one point. Matthew Wolf has achieved some things, but, you know, not to that degree. The thing with Matthew Wolf is we know he struggled with mental illness. I don't know if it's depression or anxiety or what it, what all the details are. I don't know if they've been all publicly disclosed. But he's got a funky swing, as you know, that to me appears to be hard to repeat. So I question that. And, you know, Ricky could have quit a whole lot easier simply because he's made enough money he could just ride off into the sunset and be done. Matthew Wolf's not there. And I really thought Matthew got a golden gift given to him when they put him on list because I was quite frankly was surprised they put him on there. You know, he's not too awfully far away from a guaranteed spot in live for next season. So he's 27th on the money list right now, Brian. The top 24 are guaranteed a spot in live for next season, though (laughs) as the Sports Illustrated article that I think you and I are both reading indicates, I would agree with this sentiment. Probably going to be with a different team in uh, in live, and obviously he's not there yet. And the way he's trending, though he's close to the right side of that money list line, he's, he's not on the right side of the money list line just yet. And, uh, you know, if he's anywhere close, but on the wrong side of the bubble of that money list line, I mean, don't you think that most people in live would say, yeah, I don't know that we want to deal with all of that. And that, that stinks from the, you know, as you pointed out, yeah, it sounds like there's some, some mental health problems perhaps at play here. And, and from that, I mean, I think everybody's sensitive to it, but at the end of the day, uh, right, you're trying to, field the most competitive team that you can field and right now the way wolf is going he's probably not going to be the first pick for people if he's on the wrong side of that bubble well josh he's going to need let's just assume he finishes on the correct side of the bubble 
those teams, as you recall, are partially owned by the captain, right? The captain has an ownership stake. Even if he is on the right side of the bone, what if no captain wants him? I mean, we don't know what the criteria for live is. What if the, if you have all your captains say, yeah, no thanks. Yeah, that's that's interesting. I, I mean, I, I don't know. Yeah, I guess I don't, I don't know the answer to that. If the, the captains can basically unanimously sort of say, uh, no thanks, right? I mean, maybe they can. Yeah, because, you know, I just, I mean, unless Taylor Gooch goes out on a limb for him, I'm not sure Taylor wants to stick his neck out for that guy, right? Well, again, I mean, you tell me. This is not, again, a ringing endorsement. Quote, I've basically given up on him. A lot of talent, but I mean the talent's wasted. End quote from Brooks Kepka. That's uh, that's about as blunt as it can as it can get. Yeah, it's it's a it's a ringing non-endorsement, and not a lot of other captains are going to be going. Wow, Kepka, who's very well respected, thinks that of him. Why would I want to put him on my squad? Even if he is on the right side of the bubble, knowing he has a habit of quitting, turning around, and not working, and you know some off the you know course issues. So, man, I just. You know, I pray that Matthew Wolf gets his life straight, but uh, I think he's in a bad spot right now where he could, you know, I don't know where you go if, you, if you're not on live. Well, you hit on something earlier, not not to just continue uh, beating the drum and beating down on Matthew Wolf. There, there's another angle to this from Brooks Kepka that is pretty interesting, and I think you hit on it earlier. We'll share it with you next. I think it's positive for the live tour moving forward what uh what's the other angle to this with brooks Kepka? we'll share it with you next it's the more boots and batches blood drive josh helmer hanging out alongside brian vineyard today where again it is the this is taking place right here off of telephone right off of i-35 exit uh, 117 in more for the more boots and badges blood drive at norman regional more Come on out and donate blood today. They need all blood types. Donations from all blood types would be helpful, and you can continue your impact and save somebody's life today in partnership with the Our Blood Institute. Taking a T.O., Brooks Kepka. What's the other angle here? We'll share it with you next right here. It's the Gimme Zone on the wrap. Gimme Zone, we're back with you, Josh Elmer, alongside Brian Vineyard. Hanging out on the rep, and we're hanging out at Norman Regional Moore for the Moore Boots and Badges Blood Drive. Would love for you to come on out and donate today. Did you know? Did you know that one donation can save up to three lives? And unfortunately, only 10% of eligible individuals actually donate. Every two seconds, someone in the U.S. needs blood. And uh, they, they need more than 1,200 donations every day for local hospitals. So that's, that's some of the reasons why you should donate. So come on out to the More Boots and Batches Blood Drive again here at Norman Regional Moore. Right off the highway, exit 117. Can't miss us off of telephone here at Norman Regional Moore. Okay, so before the break, said, you know, there's another angle to all of this. Brooks Kepka, his comment on his teammate Matthew Wolf saying that he's given up on him, the talent is wasted. That is 
that's the one drawing all the headlines, and deservedly so. We, we get that, right? We understand why that's big news. But the other angle to this, I think you nailed it earlier, Brian, and it is no small thing as far as where I'm sitting. Brooks Kepka cares about the team portion. Yeah, no, and I, and I really didn't know until I started seeing those comments whether people really cared about the team portion. But to me, it feels like he really does, and, and he's probably not the only one, right? If he's going to be that vocal about it, I would think that there's more to it. And that's also, Josh, the part that makes me think live, let the live format's not going away. It may, you know, have some sort of cohesion with the tour, but I don't think that format's going away. I don't either. And, again, you think about what Kepka said there. I'm not taking it as company line or lip service either. I think that he, just from a competitive standpoint, wants to have one of the best teams, right? And and that's good for Live Golf when you're trying to put on this team portion of your events and year-long team portion or element to your golf schedule. That's huge when you've got one of your biggest stars that is legitimately on board with that. I mean, obviously, if you don't know, then Cliff Notes here, every single one of these Live Golf teams has its captain, and Brooks Kepka is one of the captains. And, you know, based on where they finished, the team, they get the, the team payout too. So even if it's financially driven, Brian, Again, I think it's big news that you've got a star that actually cares about that when you think long-term. No, you're right, because the live model doesn't work if the fans think that the players don't care about the team model, right? If their perception is that the players don't care, they're just out there for themselves to win, then that model dies, right? It's kind of like you know the teams in you know, racing and that sort of thing. You know, If they didn't care, it, that, that dies. And, you know, you, you see it in bicycle racing a lot, right? You know, the team aspect. And so I was quite refreshed that he cared that much. And, you know, I know he came out hard against Matthew Wolf, but maybe Matthew Wolf needs to hear something like that. Maybe somebody needs to be real with him, you know, kind of like the old coaches that we probably both had growing up at some point. You know, because I'm going to give you a swift kick in the rear and see if this will get you jump started. Yeah, I mean, because probably – Matthew Wolf's gotten a lot of the opposite so far, right? Which is, hey, it's okay, it's okay. And maybe, yeah, maybe Matthew Wolf needs a little tough love criticism here. Maybe that can be something that turns things around. Whether or not it's with Brooks Kepka and uh, Smash GC or somebody else on the Live Tour, I'm guessing on some level, Matthew Wolf, you know, wherever he's at mentally and whatever he's dealing with mentally, and I, I, I'm not here to make light of mental illness. I, I get it. I know that it's uh, – I get that it's uh, serious. I understand that. For Matthew Wolf, though, somewhere upstairs, I'm guessing that he still envisions a long, successful, happy playing career, right? And, and maybe this can, can tip the scales back in a positive direction for him. Sometimes you need that in life. Uh, you know, no matter where you're at mentally – sometimes you need a little tough love, and maybe that's just you and I being a little bit older, Brian, and, you know, be careful falling into the get-off-my-lawn territory. But, yeah, I mean, I do subscribe to it's okay and it's positive every once in a while to not just get the uh, the kitty gloves, if you will. Well, I think sometimes as a society for the kids, 
or young men his age and you know even my kids and that we, we kind of have handled so much with kid gloves and oh yeah let's not hurt their feelings or any of that it, it, it's going to be interesting to see if this works or doesn't because we've seen it in sports before sometimes there's folks that just can't get past that and it ends their career and i'd sure hate to have that happen to a young man that's so talented so one other little live golf news and nugget here before we we talk a little john deere classic on the other side and uh, I, I don't know how much you've watched of the u.s uh, women's open but uh, we can at least update you on the leaderboard there does this do much for you live golf announced on thursday morning that it had reached an agreement with reach tv which is a streaming service that caters to airports what what do you make of that that's kind of uh i mean you know they got the cw deal but that's sort of uh out of left field well you know that's kind of how cnn got themselves on the map early on right was you know with the airport uh tv deal so i think they're kind of you know utilizing a model that's been tried before and so we'll see i think uh i think it's interesting i think the, the more uh they can put themselves in the spotlight the better yeah i mean more exposure is not bad exposure for the the live tour all right the john deere classic what does the leaderboard look like what about the u.s women's open we'll update you on both next that's uh, hour number one in the books it's the gimme zone on the ref back after this Hour number two, away we go right here. Give me zone on the ref. Josh Elmer alongside Brian Vineyard. We are hanging out at Norman Regional Moore right off the highway. Exit 117 off Telephone Road where it is the Moore Boots and Badges blood drive. All donors, successful donors receive a Boots and Badges t-shirt while supplies last. And we've got t-shirts for you here if you come on through the doors right now remember that uh every donation every donation can save up to three lives so yes you are saving lives when you choose to donate today hey i know this is i know it's a golf show but uh just for a moment here indulge me did you watch any did you get to watch any of victor Wimbanyama last night i'm glad you asked that josh so i did actually and you know, I wasn't really impressed, but considering how uh, light he is for his size, I wasn't that shocked. But defensively, he's going to be a force right away as far as blocking shots. I mean, he's blocked, you know, comes from the paint to block shots from the three-point line, which, you know, you could see the look on the guard's face like, where did he come from? So he's got a lot of growing to do. I don't think he's going to be an instant superstar. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I worry a little bit about the the weight. I think that physically he can get pushed around a little bit. So I, I would look for him to add, on a frame like that, I mean, 40 pounds, is that too ambitious, Brian, or is that about right? I mean, he's a huge guy. No, I think he had 40 to 60. You know, 60 would put him, you know, about the Yao Ming size. My only concern is a lot of these guys that are that big and light get injured often in this league because it's a big boy league. Yeah, it is, and foot problems, right? I mean, you, you always worry about that, but I'm with you. Defensively, he looks like, 
wow, he can be uh, really good there. Offensively struggled, was two for 13 shooting, but uh, that was a big story in, in just the sports world last night was how was Victor Wimbanyama, what was his debut going to look like? Yeah, I, I, I can see him uh, developing into a definite star. Offensively, uh, I worry a little bit. Uh, I, I worry a little bit about him physically being able to uh, hold up. So uh, in the golf world, we've got the John Deere Classic going on. Take your pick. U.S. Uh, Women's Open as well. Which direction would you like to head here first? Let's hit the U.S. Women's Open. Well, the leader in the U.S. Women's Open is Bailey Tardy. And, uh, Connor, if you don't have that clip right in front of you, if you don't mind uh, pulling the Bailey Tardy clip up. But uh, Bailey Tardy has been uh, really good so far in the U.S. Women's Open. That's your leader right now uh, from from out at Pebble. Uh, I, I haven't been able to watch a ton of this just yet. I'll, I'll watch more today uh, with it being moving day and into uh, obviously the final of this thing i don't know how much you've been able to watch either brian i know you're traveling around too but uh what what are some of your early takeaways here 36 holes in from pebble beach have you been able to watch much what do you think about the way the golf course is playing well i haven't watched a whole lot i've seen mainly highlights just uh because you know we are doing a vacation and and uh you know, I'm a little surprised that some of the names that have dominated are not up at the top. I feel like the course is playing pretty hard by the scores. You know, there's a couple of uh, ladies that have done really, really well. But for the most part, it's playing like U.S. Open. There's, a, there's you know, quite a few folks right around par. And, you know, Pebble, if you get any inclement weather, which can happen any time there, it can really rear its ugly head and play way more difficult so i don't expect to see a 14 or 15 under but i mean i i feel like our leader's a shock are you surprised with with this Uh, yeah i I mean probably would not uh yeah definitely would not have uh been the pick coming in the uh, georgia bulldog bailey tardy rounds of 69 and 68 two clear uh, of the uh the lead right now two in front what about uh, what about Rose Zhang? Rose Zhang seems to be somebody that everybody's really really excited about coming out of uh, I believe Stanford, one over par, so you know eight shots off the lead. But I mean, do you do you consider that in contention? Oh, in the women's game, I do because I think she's one of the few that can go really really low, and so I I mean she's super talented. Let's 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 you know call it what it is, and I would look for her to make a move today. I, mean, I, I, I think maybe she played a little conservative the first two days. I expect her to get more aggressive and try to go out and make some birdies today. Well, and she's only played, uh, I don't know how many LPGA Tour events she's played. She's not played a bunch, but uh, has the one professional win already and uh, was uh, a superstar in, in college at Stanford. Everybody's sort of, uh, I mean, Rose Zhang would be the women's name that a bunch of people, Brian, I feel like they – they're kind of already saying, okay, hey, here's somebody that's going to go win a bunch of majors and win a bunch of tournaments and be this superstar. And lo and behold, uh, you know, early on, I mean, I would say the returns look like, yeah, I mean, she's she's going to be really good. Yeah, I feel like she's almost the uh, modern uh, comparison of Tiger Woods. And, you know, the fact that uh, they kind of both held from the same college. And, and 
man, she's super talented. I expect her to do a lot of really good things. Again, the the leader is Bailey Tardy. Let's hear from Bailey. This was uh, this was after round one, so rounds of sixty nine and sixty eight. So after the uh, three under start, here was uh, Bailey Tardy's initial thoughts. Yeah, you know, I just stayed really consistent out there. Um, I've been to Pebble quite a few times, so I just used my prior knowledge um, to my advantage this week and really today. Um, I don't know. It's cold, windy, and you just kind of got to play one shot at a time. What did you learn about Pebble in your previous visits? That the course might not be the same every single day. Um, and just got to take advantage of the good weather. I think today was pretty fair. Um, I think tomorrow could be a little bit more windy. So I just took advantage of that today. Is it fair to say the key moment in your round was six and seven? Can you tell <laughs> us how you eagled the sixth? Yeah. Um, I mean, coming into six, I had hit some really close approach shots and missed some good birdie putt opportunities. And, um, yeah, I hit a really good three-wood up onto number six and made maybe a 15, 20-foot putt for eagle. Um, and then luckily, usually every time I've played seven, it's been into the wind. And today it was just off the right. And, you know, you can just play a little draw into the back left pin. And I hit it to maybe 10 feet, eight feet, and just drain the putt. But, yeah, super cool to play well on those two holes. So there you go. There's the leader, Bailey Tardy, who, again, is uh, too clear right now as we start moving day. What about the John Deere Classic? What does the... What does the PGA Tour event look like this weekend as we head on into moving day? Well, it is a name that I think a lot of people, well, I don't think I know a lot of people are looking at as a star of the future or at least at one point in time have felt that way about Cameron Young. That's your leader. He's 13 under par, rounds of 65 and 64 from TPC Deer Run at the John Deere Classic. What do you make of Cam Young, the the start here, Brian? Well, he's had a great start, and, you know, that's another guy that everybody, because he's so long, believes is going to win a lot. And I feel like, you know, he got close in the open last year, correct? I believe, if I remember correctly, and just didn't get it done. Um, I think he finished second to Cam Smith. But, uh, you know, I – I feel like he's probably the cream of the crop on that leaderboard right now, right? Don't you? Oh, I, I don't think there's any doubt. I mean, you've got, let's see here, Adam Adam Schink, uh, Brendan Todd, who would be uh, a familiar name. Beyond that, I'm scrolling, littering in. I mean, there's not a, a ton of names that probably most are familiar with. Uh, yeah, it's not, not a bunch of stars. Jimmy Walker, our man. Uh, from OKC is on the board a little ways down at seven under par. It's a, it's a leaderboard that is uh, light on superstars. Let's put it like that, Brian. Yeah, you're being kind, but that's uh, that's definitely the truth. It it uh, it's one of those tournaments that typically doesn't draw a star-studded field for various reasons. But I just as I look at Cam Young, I don't see him being at all worried about one of those college guys, you know, beating him. So I think he's going to be looking at Adam Shank and some of those more, you know, even Jimmy Walker. I mean, Jimmy Walker, I mean, he plays good at these types of things. What about this name, Connor? Uh, you've got it queued up. There is a, a new name to add to the fray, and it sounds like this. Hippopotamus! 
Hippopotamus! Are you out or in on those types of chants at golf tournaments? That, by the way, is uh, in reference to Garrick Higo, who is two off the lead at 11 under par, 65 and 66. And if that wasn't clear enough, the uh, the joke there, Hippopotamus. So it's uh, <laughs> do I need to spell it out? It's like Hippopotamus people, but it's uh, a playoff his last name. Are you in or out of uh, those types of that type of decorum on the golf course? I'm out on it, Connor. Are you in or out on it? I think it's I think it's silly. Yeah, I think it's weird. I'm I'm out on it. <laughs> and that probably says a lot about me because I'm in on that type of uh, decorum. I'm okay with it. So uh, that, that's probably not a ringing endorsement for myself. the The other big story is uh, Ludwig Aberg and uh, Ludwig Aberg and William Mao, the two gentlemen that six weeks ago. We're playing college golf. They uh, let's see here. They're both ten under par, so they're three shots off the lead. But I, uh, each of those two, I mean, obviously, very much in the mix. And let's hear. Let's hear first from. Let's hear from Ludwig Aberg on his thoughts heading into moving day. Uh, the couple of collegiate guys. This is one of the big storylines. Can they actually go get this thing done? I like Brian Tin to favor Cam Young, but here was Mister Aberg. It was fun. Uh, I think, you know, I chipped in on the first hole. That was pretty fun. Uh, Aeromail the green on 10 with a wedge, so I wasn't too happy, but ended up chipping in. So that was kind of nice to get off to a hot start. But um, I think overall it was pretty steady. Uh, I hit a lot of nice shots to, to the right spots, and it was pretty stress-free. Um, so looking forward to the weekend. It's going to be a lot of fun. Coming off of uh, last week, got a lot of good uh, mojo going. Is it just a nice carryover? Uh, yeah, I think so. I mean, last week was uh, such a fun experience for me to be in that position, which I hadn't really been in before. Um, so I think I'm going to use a lot of those uh, experiences to my advantage this week, and hopefully, you know, I'll be able to keep it simple and then uh, and play some good golf as well. Love it when we talked in uh, the RBC Canadian Open. You talked about how it's kind of been a whirlwind couple of weeks for you, a couple of months for you, and stuff, and it hasn't slowed down. Have you have you been able to? Find a bit, a bit of comfort out here on the tour. I know it's been crazy, been mm-hmm. running around all over the place. But what's that kind of transition been like for you now? And you feel a little bit more, you know, situated out here now? Uh, yeah, it's been, it's been a, it's been a change to say the least. Uh, it's not exactly the same as a college event, but uh, you know, I try to embrace it. I try to have fun with it, and uh, it's been a busy couple of weeks. And. I expect it to be busy in the next couple of weeks as well. So um, all I can do is have fun with it and, and try to play as good golf as I can and, and see where that takes me. So uh, a couple of youngsters, PGA Tour University program graduates, Ludwig Aberg and William Mao, each 10 under par. And uh, Mao, by the way, making his, his uh, PGA Tour debut at the John Deere Classic. A place that, you know, again, we mentioned it earlier, five times over the last 25 years, somebody 24 years of age or younger has went and won this thing. And I believe Jordan Spieth fits that billing, right, from uh, 2013 when he chipped out to go win the thing. I mean, he was he would have been, uh, I guess, in that grouping, correct? Yes, I believe you're right, Josh. I mean, Jordan uh, won that event and... Uh... You know, it does favor the young guns because the scores are typically really, really low. And, uh, you know, those young guys go for a lot more of the uh, aggressive shots than some of the uh, tenured veterans do. 
Aberg, by the way, uh, Swedish, but uh, was the consensus college player of the year at Texas Tech. So he's he's a Big 12 guy, and uh, he's set to cash a PGA Tour paycheck for a fourth straight week since uh, winning a full promotion by uh, dominating the PGA Tour university standings. J- just in general, this PGA Tour U thing, do you like the change that they've made here in golf? No, I think it's great for golf. I really do. I mean, it gives those guys that have really uh, played well through college an opportunity to get to get there without having to go through Q school and all the all the different rounds of that. So, it gives you something to shoot for in college. So, I'm a big fan of it. Well, and I mean, when guys like William Mao and and uh, Aberg are doing this, and now four straight weeks with Aberg. It makes them look really smart, right, that uh, they've kind of given them this fast track to the PGA Tour if they're good enough, right, to take that opportunity and run with it. No, you hit the nail on the head, Josh, and that's kind of why Coach Hibble said not only is he a pro right now, he's ready to win on tour right now. So that's high praise for a, you know, 21 or 2, 3-year-old, however old he is. Let's hear from William Mao, too, before we take a T.O., and then let's deep dive uh, with the leader, Cam Young, and what this win would mean for him. Uh, William Mao I would describe as uh, less uh, exhilarating than Aberg, but here was William Mao after after another nice round heading into moving day. Yeah, just first off, got some good weather. I've been battling some heat. Uh, it's been hot on the Corn Ferry Tour, so it's just uh, got some good weather out there, and um yeah, just executed my game plan this week, having fun doing it. My caddy and I are having a great time out there. Did you come here with a sense of confidence that you could contend? Uh, I did, yeah. I, I, I'm, I came prepared this week. I, my game has been uh, feeling great, and I knew uh, with a good game plan uh, I could play well. What is the game plan? Uh, just hit good shots to my targets and have fun. I'm happy to be here. I'm on a sponsor exemption. You know, there's, you know, there's, there's no pressure. I'm, I'm, I'm not supposed to be here, but uh, through a good, pe- uh, couple good people, Andrew Lehman, tournament director, invited me here, and my agent. Just happy to be here. What uh, uh, are you thinking? Of, obviously, go, you go straight back to the to the Corn Ferry and, and try to get your, get the job done through there. Or if uh, if something uh, top ten happens here, do you carry on on PGA Tour? What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's the goal to keep playing well. I don't know what that's going to be. It's um, a couple of days in the future, but um, I'm just going to keep playing my game, and uh, we'll talk it over with a few of my uh, friends and family and agent and see what uh, what we could do. A lot of guys have talked about their awareness of, of uh, the opportunities that have been taken advantage of already yeah. at this golf tournament. Um, what's your awareness of those things, and and um, and how did that enhance your uh, your self belief? Yeah. Um, I know a few of the sponsor exemptions this week. Um, I know a few guys out of college have been playing really well. Um, Ludwig Aberg has been playing well. It, college golf now is really competitive, and it's headed in the right direction. And now um, a few of us are proving it that way. And just happy to be out here with some of the best golfers. I mean, I would imagine, yeah, the game plan is if I can stick around on the PGA Tour, I want to stick around on the PGA Tour. That was uh, Mr. William Mao, who is uh, playing very well out of Pepperdine in the John Deere Classic. The leader, though, is Cam Young. Can he get it done? Let's discuss next as uh, we are hanging out today in Moore at the Norman Regional Moore location. 
right off of I-35. Come see us. It's the More Boots and Badges Blood Drive. Come on out and donate. Remember, a one donation can save up to three lives. That's right. You can save up to three lives with your donation today. And, look, they, they need all blood types. All blood types are welcome they, they need you to come on out and donate and save lives today. Take it to T.O. It's the Gimme Zone right here on The Ref. Welcome back, everybody. It is the Gimme Zone right here on The Ref. Josh Elmer alongside Brian Vineyard. We've got Connor Pasby back in studio as well. And all morning long, we've been hanging out at and will continue to hang out at the More Boots and Badges Blood Drive. That's right. We're here at Norman Regional Moore. Uh, just outside the conference room where the donations are taking place, and we would love for you to come by and donate today as well. Just some food for thought for everybody out there, okay? One donation can save up to three lives, and every two seconds, every two seconds, someone in the U.S. needs blood. Uh, More than 1,200 donations are needed every day for local hospitals to have the uh, the amount of blood that they need to, to go save those lives, the the lives of your friends, your family, your, your loved ones, your community members. So just food for thought, only 10% of uh, eligible individuals actually donate. And, and one of the big things that they fight is folks kind of, and I'm, I'm guilty of this, I'll, I'll definitely own up to this too, you think, well, ah, somebody else will donate. So if you're driving around today or, you know, Somebody's driving you around, you're with someone, come donate today, or if not today, then uh, in the near future. It really, I mean, it's saving lives. One donation saves up to uh, three lives. And if not uh, via donation today, share the message on social media. Ask friends or family to donate. Host a drive in your community. Again, we're out here put on by the Our Blood Institute at the Norman Regional Moore location where it is the Moore Boots and Badges Blood Drive. Cam Young is the leader at the John Deere Classic. Let's hear a little bit from the leader, and then let's talk some Open Championship. Here's Cam Young, 13 under par, the leader. You're back in contention again. And earlier this week when you talked about the last couple times you've been in contention, it's not like yeah. you choked it away or anything. Yeah. The players came back and beat you. Yeah. What do you do now to make sure that no one can come up? And what, it, oh, like, what have you learned from that to kind of make sure that you can keep the pedal down and stay ahead of everybody this week? Yeah, I mean, I think what you what you said last there is is all you can really do. I mean, there's a lot of golf left and there's a lot of people that are you know three and four shots behind me and that can go away really quick i mean we saw this morning i came out and birdied the first three holes when when you know the leader wasn't on the golf course and all of a sudden uh, i'm tied with him so um yeah i mean there's just nothing that i can take for granted in that in that respect it's it's a golf course that is is very scorable when you're in control but if you if you play it kind of loosely it's it's not that easy either so um i think it's just remaining really committed to to what we've planned on for how to play the golf course and just keep myself in each shot as much as i can have you ever heard somebody preface a question by saying brian hey it's not like you've choked or anything recently uh in your recent golf tournaments but have you have you ever heard somebody preface a question like that uh, no, I'm, I'm kind of thinking he's probably like 25, Josh, because that <laughs> seems like kind of a rookie move. And it didn't sound like Cam Young really appreciated it that much either, <laughs> I, frankly. 
I, I can't imagine he did. That's beautiful, though. I, I am officially campaigning for more of that from uh, sports media. Less sports media that's uh, polished and good at their jobs and more folks just asking questions like that that includes the term, hey, uh, not that you've choked lately, but uh, that was kind of that was kind of uh, interesting to hear. Cam Young, though, he's... It was Jim, uh, he's, it was Jim Romish, Josh. <laughs> it, it was, yeah. It was, uh, it was Jim Romish. It was a little bit different, baby. Not, uh, not your typical sports media. What do you make? Cam Young is uh, the leader, thirteen under par. Again, uh, we we talked a little bit to open this hour about Cam Young, but there's some of his comments. He uh, he's aware that uh, you know, just similar to the way he started yesterday when he he came out with a rash of birdies. The uh, the John Deere Classic, I mean, obviously through two rounds, it looks like it's one of those tournaments that's going to uh, be a bit of a score-a-thon here with him 13 under par. So this thing, his work's not done. There's plenty of work left to be had, but I think we both think or feel like Cam Young's going to go win this thing. Any reason to believe otherwise? No, I don't. I don't, but if he doesn't, you know who I'd like to see win? Ludwig. I'm a fan too. Yeah, the the fact that Coach Hibble is on board uh, only makes Ludwig Aberg more popular in my eyes, and uh, he's really good, young and and really really good. So yeah, I think that'd be a cool story. You know, really, just he and Mao. I think being in the mix on Sunday would be kind of fun, given that they're uh, they're both the PGA Tour U guys, and uh, they're so young and uh, obviously worlds of potential in front of them. Even if they don't win, I think it would be fun to see them dueling with uh, Young on Sunday. Anything from this? I mean, if Cameron Young goes and wins this, probably that gives us the most staying power, right, as we transition into the the Open Championship. I mean, if Cameron Young wins this thing, you say, okay, well, wait a second. He's got to be a factor uh, as we move across the pond. No, I think he, he, he will be a factor. I think he showed last year that he can play those types of courses, right? And, you know, that's a, a skill set in and of itself. And we've talked about on this show before, you know, knowledge of a course and how to play certain courses is such a big factor in being able to win. And I think that guy really is going to break out here sometime soon. So you tell me, I'll, I'll read the first I'll read to Cameron Young on the board, which is a a nice handful of names here, and uh, it'll be a little bit of a mouthful, but you tell me of these names which one you like the best, okay, for the British Open champion. Here we go. Rory McIlroy, 8-1. John Rahm, 10-1. Scotty Scheffler, 10-1. Kepka, 12-1. Spieth, Cam Smith, 20 to 1. Xander Shoffley, 22 to 1. Justin Thomas, Colin Morikawa, Victor Hovland, they're all 25 to 1. Lowry and Patrick Cantlay, they're 28 to 1. Matt Fitzpatrick, Dustin Johnson, Tommy Fleetwood, Terrell Hatton, they're 33 to 1. And then uh, in that 40 to 1 group, it's Cam Young, it's Max Homa, and Tony Finau. Uh, any uh let, let's start favorites first of the favorites and i would classify those as mcelroy rom scheffler kepka who do you like the best out of those four to go win the open championship you know i am going to go scotty scheffler until he proves otherwise i think i think that's a really good pick uh until proven otherwise i'm going to say that yeah uh, Scotty Scheffler, probably not a bad pick. And 
it, it sort of feels like that in some ways is the missing link, right, to this uh, major championship season is Scotty Scheffler going and winning the thing. I, I do I do probably, like you, worry a little bit about the putter in uh, in big situations and especially in open championship. I mean, look, you're, there's going to be a lot of lag putting involved. So the, the three-putt avoidance, that that's probably the stat that maybe for everybody we should be looking at. So the, the putting a little bit with Scheffler maybe scares me away. But uh, just in general terms, I mean, that, that's missing link, right, from the major championship season? No, I agree. I'm not as worried about him three-putting. That, you know, doesn't seem to be as big a problem as just making the birdie putts. His proximity to the pin of his approach shots is so much better than the rest of the field. And you get them in open greens that typically are more bumpy and slower than the typical American courses. And so I think it, it, in essence, nullifies some of the great putters sometimes. So that, I think, is advantage Scheffler. But it's hard to say. As much as I hate it, you know it, I'm going to say this, you got to consider Rory to be right there. He's been really close, really close. Well, and it feels like, <laughs> you know, eventually he's going to get one of these, right? I mean, eventually, if he, if he plays like uh, he has been, somebody, I mean, again, you just look at the, the last major championship that we watched Wyndham Clark win, that was a surprise. And, you know, Wyndham Clark went and we talked about this. You know, he was sort of, uh, I mean, I don't want to say that he played poorly. He, he obviously played great to be in position to go win the uh, the the U.S. Open. But, uh, you know, I didn't come away from that on Sunday feeling like Wyndham Clark just wowed me. So sometimes you can, yes, win a major championship even though I think you and I were each critical a little bit of Roy maybe not, you know, almost almost at times maybe in the past has been too aggressive maybe in spots, and in this last major championship maybe wasn't aggressive enough, you can go win a major championship just by being in the right spot at the right time and not losing it, which to some degree I kind of think we just watched with Wyndham Clark. So, you know, to that point, if you're Roy McIlroy, just being there, eventually you think you're going to break through. But I'm still in, uh, hey, I'll believe it when I see it mode now. Well, yeah, I agree with you. Well, why don't we do this, Josh? Let's uh, hit a break. You can tell everybody where you're at. On the other side, we'll come back and talk about our long shots for the U.S., for the for the Open Championship, shall I say. British Open, Open Championship, take your pick, right? Uh, some people would say uh, definitely call it the <laughs> Open Championship. Yes, we are. Uh, it's an important event that we are at this morning, and we would love as many as can or are willing to to come out and donate today at the More Boots and Badges Blood Drive, where we are saving lives today from Norman Regional More, the uh, location right here off the highway, exit 117 off I-35, and uh, telephone right here at Norman Regional More. Long shots, middle shots in the uh, odds for the Open Championship. Who do we like best next right here? It's the Gimme Zone on the wrap. Open Championship from Royal Liverpool Golf Course. That is in Hoylake, England. Coming up Thursday. They've got Thursday, June 20th. That is that is incorrect. Uh, is it July 20th? Well, it's coming up, uh, coming up shortly. But uh, first let me tell you, 
We're hanging out at the Norman Regional Moore location. It is the Moore Boots and Badges Blood Drive, right here where one donation can save up to as many as three lives, and they, they need your donations. All blood types are welcome. Again, uh, only 10%, only 10% of eligible individuals actually donate blood in every two seconds. Someone in the U.S. needs blood. Blood donation, it helps the people in need in your community. Donors, especially those who donate regularly, they keep our nation's blood supply stable. So would love for you to come on out and see us and, and donate at the More Boots and Badges, uh, the More Boots and Badges Blood Drive. I've said too much. I can't speak. Can't speak, Brian. Okay, so the middle odds, folks. Would you like me to run down some of these from – uh, I've got it pulled up right here, Josh. Okay, you're looking at it. So you just toss a name at me that you like to potentially go win at Hoylake. Victor Hovland. How could you not, right? I mean, has has played great in major championships over the last two years. Throw me one, Josh. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to fall into the Tommy Fleetwood trap. I, I, I just can't. I've, I've gone there too many times before. I, I, I can't do it. I don't know if it's just sort of sneaking suspicion and, you know, last major championship wouldn't really indicate that this is going to be the case, but it's sort of a gut feel that I think Jordan Spieth will be a factor in this Open Championship. Open Championships sort of uh, lend themselves to – can you, can you lag putt it well? Can you approach uh, and around the green? How do you do in that regard? And though, again, I, I don't think that there's any of these great signs that all of that is magically going to come together for Jordan Spieth. Just call it a gut feel. If you're giving me somebody 20 to 1 odds or below, Jordan Spieth at Hoylake I think will be a factor. I think that's a good pick. I mean, he plays open course as well. Um, you know, the, the other guy that tends to play well over there is Shane Lowry, right? No doubt. 28-1, to 1 and uh, his major championship, was it an open? Correct. Which, uh, which would seem, you know, fitting. Somebody uh, obviously uh, from overseas goes and, and wins the open championship. Yeah, so you, you'd have to consider him. Colin Morikawa? I know he just lost in the playoff to Ricky Fowler, and that was kind of the interesting thing uh, last week in the playoff is what? You had Ricky Fowler, who hadn't won in four years. You had Adam Hadwin, who'd only won once, but hadn't won in, what, six-plus years. And uh, and then you had Colin Morikawa, which, I mean, this sounds kind of crazy, Brian, but it's basically, I mean, it's it's been two years since Morikawa has won and yet that's a good sign for him what happened last week. I mean, do, do you put much stock into Colin Morikawa being a factor at this thing? Oh, I think he can. I think he's played well over there uh, at times. You know, it feels like he's getting his putter back in order, which is the his, you know, his nemesis so far. He's a great iron player. So I like him. Um, you know, I still think Dustin Johnson may be a factor. Well, how, how could you not? J- Dustin Johnson anywhere, right, you'd have to say is uh, a good factor. And, you know, right now, looking at this, I don't know when they've 
I don't know when they've updated these. Is Ricky Fowler still sixty six to one? And that would be good money right there, right? I mean, I would say so. He probably, I mean, look, I, I love Ricky as much as the next guy. I'd love to see him go win his first major championship, and I thought it was great that he won the Rocket Mortgage. He wouldn't be my first pick to go win this Open Championship, but uh, he wouldn't be 66-1 to 1 on my board either. Now, that might be worth putting a $20 bet down for 66-1. to 1. I mean, I like the outcome of that because he's certainly capable of winning there. And, you know, it would kind of cap off a magical season for him, correct? It'd be a great storybook ending for his year. It would be awesome. Uh, yeah, it, it would. Um, I mean, that's the missing piece, right, is to go capture his first major championship and, you know, fitting, I guess, that it would come after one final near miss at the uh, at the U.S. Open. A little bit off the beaten path here in uh, in closing for you, Brian. Do you, uh, do you like, you know, the Live Tour's, it's it's got its London event going on right now. Do you think good move or bad move to have it going on the same time frame as Wimbledon? Um, I don't know if there was planning on that, but I think it could be a good move. You know, um, I don't necessarily think those are the same types of fans: golf versus tennis. I think for a lot, they're probably mutually exclusive. Well, and especially for the Live Tour, right? I mean, uh, you, yeah. you're. For lack of a better descriptor here, your stuffier golf fans, I don't think, are, are going out to take in a bunch of the live tour, right? No, and like we talked earlier, it's going to skew much uh, younger demographically, and I think that's what they wanted. And if you think about their whole strategy is you you, you bring in a, a that young demographic worldwide and you go play in all these countries where the PGA Tour hasn't, I think it's smart, it's really smart. I think it really elevates the game of golf. And it brings it to fans that, like you said, they don't have regular PGA Tour stops, and uh, you know, or or even the DP World Tour. Maybe there's not as much access there. So yeah, I mean, professional golfers being there where they can go out and and see these events in person and, and be at these events that's huge, huge for golf. Okay, so picks on the way out. We've got Mallory Sapp waiting in the wings to educate everybody much better than I've done so far this morning on the uh, Boots and Badges blood drive. But uh, who do you like to win the U.S. Women's Open? Who do you like the John Deere Classic? And do you have a live golf pick for us? Well, Josh, live. I'm, I'm going with, with uh, Cam Smith. The, you know... I'm going. I've got it. I, I think Cam Young is going to win this tournament. I feel like he's going to win the PGA Tour event. And the ladies' events wide open, but I'm going with uh, a comeback from from Sang. I think that'd be awesome. Uh, I would love to see that uh, young star play well. I, I am. Uh, I'm going all shock. I'm going leaders across the board. Hang on and uh, and get it done in all three. Though it's you know obviously early out in London. Brian, appreciate it, man. Uh, and uh, travel safe when uh, you make your way back to Norman, and we'll do it again next week. Sounds good, Josh. Thank you, and big thank you to Norman Regional for being a great partner with KREF. And I, I just challenge all our uh, KREF Army to get out there and, and give some blood today and give something back to your community. That's right. I love it. Come on, Ref Army. Here we go. One final timeout. Brian, we'll see you, buddy. We'll, we'll talk next week. And uh, one final TO. 
Let's hear from Mallory Sapp, the expert, next from right here at Norman Regional. Not a ringing endorsement for the community of Wellington. Nope, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> We're back. Uh, I could probably share a, I don't know, less than stellar endorsement of uh, the city of Andover. I, home is where the heart is, though. But, hey, it's not, it's not Oklahoma City, and it's not more Oklahoma. And we want you to get back to the community today. We've been hanging out all morning long. It's uh, it's Boots and, and Badges Blood Drive Part 2, uh, I, I know, well, for us. For maybe uh, it's for you guys as well, too. So we were with you at the, the Norman Regional 9 and had a great turnout, and we're hoping again for more of the same. We've had a nice little start to uh, to the, the Blood Drive this morning, but we need more. We need more. We've got Mallory Sapp here in the house with us. It's the uh, Gimme Zone on the ref. Well, just, uh, I guess the importance of of donating i've been trying to sing the praises this morning but let's hear it from the expert why is it important that folks come on out and uh, and donate with us today it is important because your one hour of coming and donating and participating at the more boots and badges will actually give somebody else their rest of their life so just coming out and helping for your one hour gives somebody a chance to do to, to just live. So that's the importance. I mean, we're always in need. We need 1,200 units a day. And so this blood drive is just here to help be a small part of that. Well, and, you know, you look at the numbers, it's uh, probably a lot of people don't know this. Only 10% of eligible individuals actually donate. Only 10%. Because a lot of people are like, oh, um, I, I'm not able to. Somebody else will today. Or, um, the big one is a lot of people are of that fear, fear of the needle. So if they can come and get over that, um, challenge themselves to get over that challenge or that fear, it will help so much. And we, we've got time for you folks. If you're grabbing brunch right now or you just finished up brunch, there's no lines. We'll, we'll get you right in yep, to donate. You're right in right now. We're, we have a little bit of a lull going on. So if you've eaten or if you have the morning off, come out, donate. We're here till 3. So you can even come right after lunch. I'll be here. I'll welcome you and get you on in. Well, and that's what I was going to say, too, is, I mean, everybody eat before you donate um, and probably eat after you donate, right? Isn't we've, that... got, we've got snacks for you. We've got all the snacks and all the drinks we can get. So if you get you make it here, we'll help you out. They, they've got you covered in that respect. And I guess uh, what I was going to tell everybody is, as Mallory said, you don't have to rush, rush over. They, they, the blood drive's going on until 3 o'clock. So, hey, if you just finished up breakfast, you just finished up brunch, no lines, we'll get you right in. If you're going to grab lunch, you've got other plans, okay, hey, we're, we're the, the blood drive's going on until 3 o'clock. So you don't have to race right over, though, you know, hey, there's no lines right now. You, you could get right It'd in. It'd be the perfect time to come over. I mean. <laughs> the, the need, though, it's, it's overwhelming, isn't it? Uh, every two seconds, somebody in the U.S. needs blood. So Every two seconds, yeah. It, and it's your community, right? I mean, it's your community that you're saving. Yeah, I mean, the big the big ask for us right now is, hey, if you can come and do it, please, we, we ask that you do. Um, a lot of donations have been down since COVID, and we're just trying to get them back to where they are, um, getting people back in that rhythm of coming and donating. Um, you know, if you donate once a year, challenge yourself to donate three times. If you've never donated, challenge yourself to do one time a year. That small ask is going to help us drastically well thank you so much for having us out uh, we're two for two i think it's been successful on the boots and badges blood drives at least on our behalf and we hope that more and more people we come out but mallory thank you so much yeah thank you so much for coming out we enjoy it and that's it for us uh, another show in the books mallory we did it finish line washing our hands of this but uh, the blood drive rolls on until three o'clock 
And uh, thank you so much to Norman Regional Moore for having us out, everybody with Norman Regional. Until next week, this is Josh Hummer for Brian Vineyard for Mallory Sapp. Signing off. <laughs>